What you want to do now? Hmm? We sang, we gave to the Lord, we got gas money, we prayed. You ready to go home? You want something else? Can you take some more? We're, we're here, I'm ready. Might as well preach to you, right? So go with me to two openings Matthew 9 and Luke 19. And if you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold your hand up real high. The ushers have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. Uh, Hold your hand up real high. Let's all turn to Matthew 9 and Luke 19. Matthew 9 and verse 37. Jesus said to his disciples... The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few, few. Do you think things have changed since that? Well, the harvest sure hadn't got any smaller, right? Population has dramatically increased. Got water on myself. Uh did you notice? No. Not till I said so. Huh? <laughs> There's a lesson there. <laughs> the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. You reckon the ratio has turned around today? And we've got too many laborers now? Uh-uh. Verse 38, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. This is something that's been recorded for us for every generation, something we're told to pray for. So it's obvious it's still this way. If we had plenty, we we wouldn't need to pray. That the Lord would send forth what? Laborers into his harvest. Pray that the Lord would send forth what? The uh, New American Standard says, he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send forth churchgoers, attendees. We need more church members. What do we need? Thinkers. Talkers. Planners. Huh? What's the shortage of? Scripture quoters. Bible toters. What's the shortage of? Meeting goers. No. The shortage is of workers. Workers. The word means just what you think. Uh, labor, toil, effort, work. Somebody say work. 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 The Bible has a lot to say about it. And it has been, I don't know it, it has been disrespected. And in recent times, the Lord stirred me about it, and, and I, I believe we need to preach and, and teach on it and talk about it, and we need to have some mind renewal, and there need to be some adjustments. And the Lord is preparing us for what's about to happen. And there's going to be some work involved. Hmm? You believe it? Work. Work is not a bad thing. Many have despised work. And acted like the only thing that was really, you know, important was in their mind what they thought was was spiritual. And that basically preaching, praying, prophesying, that's important. But all the other natural things, you can hear how people refer to it as secular. Secular work. (laughs) Secular employment. Secular things. 
And, and, and to hear some folk talk, you'd think the idea is as soon as you can get out of any kind of natural work and just preach, pray, or prophesy all day, that's where everybody should be headed towards. Well, let me ask you a question. What if all of us spent all day studying the Bible? What if everybody spent all day studying the Bible? You wouldn't have a chair to sit on. Somebody made that chair. Right? Somebody made the materials to make the chair. Somebody put the chair together. Somebody installed the chair. Somebody built the building where the chairs were made. Somebody put the plumbing in it and the electric in it and the roof on it. This is important. I said, this is valuable. This is significant. Wouldn't have any carpet down here. Somebody had to make the machines that make it. Somebody had to install it. And yet, too often, by so-called word people, Christians as well, that just despise work. And act like, oh, you know, that's, that's just secular. That's just natural. <laughs> and the idea is that as soon as we can, get out of all natural work and just pray all day. Study the Bible all day. Preach to everybody nonstop. That's not the plan of God. Amen. That's not the will of God. And there are some folks that have gotten out of work and out of business calling themselves spiritual and took away, removed the instrument God would have used to bless them. The Lord can't bless the business you don't have. <laughs> he can't multiply the investment you didn't make. He can't bless the work you didn't do. Anybody know about multiplication? A thousand times zero is what? Zero. A million times zero is zero. A billion times zero is zero. You got to have something on the other side of that. Right? At least a one. You got to have something to multiply or you get nothing. And the scriptures tell us in Deuteronomy 28 and other places that God will bless what you put your hand to. Didn't he? He will bless and increase and prosper what you set your hand to. What you put your hand to. Your effort. Your investment. Your work. But some have gotten confused and gotten off track. And think that all there is to them having their needs met and paying their bills and prospering is laying on the couch and making confessions all day. Giving an offering once in a while. Making confessions. And that's all there is to it. That's not all there is to it. That's ignoring big blocks of scriptures. Many verses. How many love the word of God? You like all the word of God? And what will the truth do for you? Even the parts your flesh don't want to hear. The truth will do what? It will make you free. Liberate you. Go to the book of, uh, well, you're holding uh, Luke there, aren't you? 19 and 11. Luke 19 11, as they heard these things. Jesus added and spoke a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Verse 12. And said therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse 13. He called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, occupy yes, yes. till I come. Everybody say occupy, occupy. till I come. Who said it? The head of the church. The master said it. Occupy. The word occupy here means to be busy with. To be busy with. It's occupying your time. It's occupying your mind. 
It's occupying your, your resources. You're busy with something. You're occupied. It's where we get our word occupation from. So occupation is what you're occupied with on a regular basis. The opposite of being occupied is being idle. Idle. We got a perfect picture of idle with our modern automobile. In park. Foot off the gas. Engine just sitting there idling. Producing no work. Not moving the car. Not getting anywhere. It's not pulling the truck. Not hauling a load. It's in park. Idling. Should Christians be in park? Idling. Idling away. Wiling away. The hours and the days and the weeks. Hoping Jesus comes real soon. Why? Some people's motive for praying that the Lord would come back soon is personal. They're like, Lord, come back today. At least come back for the end of the week because I owe some money. And if you could just come snap me out of here, that would be so great. <laughs> no. The Lord's not coming back for an idling, unfruitful, huh? Church. He's coming back for a triumphant, fruitful, glorious church. That would be an occupied church, a busy church. Do you know you can be busy and be happy? You know you can be idle and be unhappy. Oh, man. You know, I, I, I stay busy sometimes, and there's times when I have a little more time off than others. And I don't like going too long without doing something. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not getting any reward for laying on the beach. <laughs> or just goofing off doing nothing for days in a row. I mean, right? And my life's passing by. These days, I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to get back. I don't want to be idle. I don't want to be unfruitful. Now, you can get on the other side of it and, and can't sit down an hour without getting under condemnation. Hmm? Think you've got to be doing something and, and doing all kind of stuff. You can get into the Martha complex. Right? And you can wind up doing a whole bunch of stuff and just working yourself silly. And, and, but the problem is you're not accomplishing anything. You think you are, but it's a lot of stuff that's not going to amount to anything. Once your life is over. No, I'm talking about being occupied with what you should be occupied with. The things that's right for you to do. That's within his plan for you to do. And that includes a bunch of natural things. Do you believe it? Natural things. All honest and good work is to be honored. It's to be respected. It's not to be spoken of uh, slightly and lightly. I, I, I don't like it when you hear people say, well, uh, I'm, I'm just a, a janitor. Uh, I just work on the grounds. I just do this. I, I, just, uh, I just wash. I just clean. I just, uh, what do you mean just? That, that's not right. And then there are people that think, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm nobody because you know, I, I, nobody knows me and I'm just doing this little natural job. Is it, is it somebody benefiting from what you're doing? Right. Right. Huh? Right. I know years ago, when they first started making motion pictures, um, one of the early film stars, uh, I forget his, his name, uh, but he, they were interviewing him and, and admiring him for his, his acting and his movies. And, and he said, he said, oh, that, I just stand up and play act. He said, take plumbing. Now, that's important. <laughs> and yet, we live in a society where people are famous for no reason at all. They dressed up and showed up somewhere, and there's somebody. They haven't done anything. They haven't built anything. They haven't fixed anything. 
And people th- ooh and ah and, and they make magazines and shows and it's, it's crazy. Amen. And then somebody that's, you know, making sure the, the sewer keeps running. Making sure that the electricity stays on. That's important. I said, that's important. If somebody wasn't making clothes, we wouldn't have any to wear. Right? Somebody's making shoes. How many thank God? Ladies, you ought to say, thank God. (laughs) Whoever made those shoes. And yet, you know, when people see somebody at, at a sewing machine, working with their hands, working with leather, working with a hammer, there are folks that look, look down on that and act like, well, that's not spiritual, you know. Boy, if they get spiritual enough, God would deliver them from that and they could study the Bible all day. That's messed up thinking. The Lord wants us to be light, not just all at the church house. Right? He wants us to be light throughout the earth, in every occupation, in every place, every factory, every office building, every road crew. Right? Are y'all with me, saints? God anoints people to do natural jobs. You remember reading about a holy ab and Bezalel in the scriptures? The Bible said the Spirit of God anointed them to work with wood and to work with metal and to work with cloth. You telling me the Holy Ghost would help you fix a transmission? Yeah. You can be led, you can be led with your hands. Working with wood, working with computers, working with machinery, working at the house with your kids. You can get word of knowledge. You can exercise your faith. You can be led by the Spirit, right? You can be just as spiritual as any preacher. Did you hear me? Working in your natural job, and we're supposed to be. A relatively small percentage are supposed to stand and preach and teach behind the pulpit. And yet all of us are called to be a light and to be a witness in the earth. And our work is a part of it. I said our work is a part of it. God would prosper us in our business. He would make a difference between you and unbelievers in your field. I said he would make a difference when you get contracts when other people are not getting them. (laughs) When you have jobs and keep jobs all the way through and other folks can't find a job. Hmm? When you make a profit off of yours and other people keep going in the hole. And it's not because you're lying and stealing. You're not tricking people. It's just working out for you. You have favor. Things work. And it's a light. And it's a witness. And it's W-O-R-K. Work. Work. Somebody say work. Thank you, Lord. Idleness has always been a problem. Numerous scriptures in the New Testament about it. In the Old Testament about it. Let's look at a few. Go to the book of Proverbs, please. Proverbs, let's look at chapter 6. Years ago, I was in a place, a church, and uh, uh, I was in the back room, and as it started to come out, there was a young man on the side, and uh, I, I spoke to him, he greeted me, and next thing he said after saying hi, he said, 
have you been to the bathroom? <laughs> I said, yeah, I just, I just came out of there. He said, how was it? I said, it's sparkling. It's great. He said, that's, that's my job. <laughs> and the reason I'm telling you is because that's not common. Right? That most people wouldn't want you to know. It was their job. And it blessed me so much. I took him by the hand again. I said, outstanding job, young man. I said, you're in the ministry, brother. He lit up like a light bulb. (laughs) We have gotten, how many, uh, Dave, Kim, testimonies have we gotten from our bathrooms? And, you know, it's not that they're... (laughs) You know, the most perfect uh, uh, as far as what's there, but they're kept clean yes. and, and we put the soaps in them and, and folks are there to minister. Yes. Right. Hmm? So then is that important? Yes. It's very important. Not just important, very important. The grounds, we've gotten testimonies. We've got people that stopped by to see the grounds and, and got filled with the Spirit. Yeah, just recently had one of them. We've had several things happen. Come by to smell the flowers and got more than they were looking for. <laughs> well, what if those folks hadn't done that? I've had people ask me, they say, man, your, your folks work so wonderfully and you have so many people that are so faithful. How do you get them to do that? I said, I, it's not me. They do it unto the Lord. It's their ministry. And see, if you, de- if you despise it and you just think it's an old drudgery job that somebody's got to do, I guess I'll have to do it. That's not thinking right. I said, that's not thinking right. What did the psalmist say? I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I mean, give me uh, usher position outside at the front of the tent. Then put me up in the penthouse or behind the big desk on the 20th floor. Right? Why? Because all that's going away. Soon and very soon. But anything that's done that affected the gospel, that affected the kingdom is forever. And to have any, even the, the smallest part of that is a great honor. Is it? And the Bible talks about saints and believers maintaining good works for necessary uses. We ought not despise learning a good trade. Learning a good occupation. Uh, we're continuously needing tradesmen. And people that have skills. To help us. All the work that's done in these buildings. All the maintenance that's required. And, and uh, how many thank God for good heating and cooling people. And. And electricians and plumbers and and carpenters and and on and on. These are honorable works. They're to be respected. And nobody should have the least bit of thing about, well, I'm not as spiritual as somebody because I use my hands or because that's not right. Everybody should operate in the grace and place where God has allowed them. And they should, they should say like Paul. Paul said, I magnify mine office, my place, my work. He's not magnifying himself, but he's magnifying the opportunity and place God has given him and the ability to work there. Hmm? I mean, it's a blessing to me. Uh, there have been, I don't know at the times, that something came up. There was something needed to be fixed. Something needed to be made right. And I need to get somewhere to preach or I, I just service time shortly or this or that. If somebody hadn't showed up and taken care of things and got it where we could continue. Yes. Is that important? Oh, yes. Well, if it hadn't happened, maybe a service wouldn't have happened. Maybe we couldn't have got there. Thank God for every opportunity and every, the, the grace for every work. What did the, what the Lord say? Ask and pray. That we'd get what? 
get more workers. Say it out loud, Lord, we need more workers. Send more workers. Reckon where he's going to find them. Where, where's he going to find these workers? Would you be in the worker pool? I know a lot of you already are. But that didn't mean you can't develop, right? You going somewhere? Proverbs 6. You believing with me? There's some really important things here. We're laying a foundation this morning. You going to believe with me for the rest of it? I, I believe this is integral to what's coming next. Proverbs 6 and verse 9 talks about idleness. He said, uh, how long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will you rise out of your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come as one that travels, some say like a bandit, your your want like an armed man. Uh, There's time when it's time to get up. Hmm? Your flesh always want to get up when it's time to get up? But we're we're enjoying this, aren't we? (laughs) Is this verse just as true as Mark 11, 23 and 24? Is it just as true as Philippians 4.19? It is. It is. If you sleep when you ought to be getting up and moving, you're going to suffer lack. You're going to have want. If you stay in when you should roll out and hit it, you're going to come up short somewhere. Uh, Look at the 20th chapter. 20. And 13, 2013 says, love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you'll be satisfied with bread. Anybody ever been tempted to be lazy? Goof off? I can answer that for you. Every one of us has flesh. And your flesh... Doesn't want to do it. What it's supposed to do. And you'll find that. The less you do. The less you want to do. You don't stay where you are. It gets worse. And you could have been one of the most diligent. Hardest working folks around. And you start goofing off and being lazy. And in a matter of time. You can become one of the laziest folks around. Well the opposite is true. You could have been one of the laziest persons around. And you can make some adjustments and begin to be one of the most diligent and fruitful. But the less you do, the less you tend to do and the less you want to do. The more you do, the more you tend to do. And the more you want to do. You don't just stay where you are. You're moving one direction or the other. You could sure meddle around in here, couldn't you? Uh, The 24th chapter of Proverbs. 24 and 33. He says it again. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. What's going to happen? Yeah, but we made confessions. We've been making, we probably made 500 confessions this week. And we gave in the offering. (laughs) That's not all there is to it. That's not all there is to it. Folks say, well, I'm, I'm retired. Not from God's things you're not. Maybe you're not punching the clock or doing what you used to do. But you're supposed to be occupied In some service for the Lord. That doesn't stop till you breathe your last or the trumpet sounds. And then the Bible says you rest from your labors. And what you worked and accomplished follows you. You work, their works do follow them. So 
in the, in the best sense, you can take it with you. Not your money, not your cars, not your houses and clothes and stuff. But you can take what matters with you. The work that you did that amounted to something important and valuable in God's things, it goes with you. It stays with you. Nobody should be just twiddling their thumbs waiting to die. Nobody should be just getting up. Trying to find something to pass the time, not wanting to do anything that involved anything like work, avoiding that at all costs. <laughs> Nobody should be doing that. Nobody. I don't care if you're nine years old or 99. Parents, you're not doing your children any favors by letting them lay up on the couch and play games all the time. And never have anything expected of them. Or required of them. You are not doing them any favors. They need. Not just for their training. And for their future. But also. They won't feel good about themselves. They know they're not accomplishing anything. They they don't feel good about themselves. There's no better feeling. Than being part of a job well done. Right? That accomplished something that matters, that helped somebody, that met a need. There's no better feeling. We're made for that. That's why why it's that way. We're we're set up for that. We're supposed to be doing that. And that's why when we do what we're supposed to be doing, there's that satisfaction. Idleness is is not for us. We're not made for it. And idle time is time for trouble. Time to get in trouble. Hmm? Time to give place to the enemy. Go go back with me to the 19th chapter of Proverbs. This is some picture of, uh, of this in this 19th. 19th chapter, 15th verse. Nineteen fifteen says slothfulness cast into a deep sleep. You know he keeps talking about sleeping too much, doesn't he? And an idle soul shall what? That, that's a true verse. It's a true verse. You got to give something God something to bless and prosper. Skip on down to the twenty fourth verse. A slothful man hides his hand in his bosom. And will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. Is the, the less you do, the less you want to do. Hmm? You didn't want to go to work, so you didn't. And after a few days, not only did you not want to go to work, you didn't want to do anything around the house either. And after a while, not only did you not want to do anything at work around the house, but you didn't want to bother getting yourself ready either. Huh? It's just too much work. And it'll all be to do over again tomorrow. Everybody put your hand in here. He said, you put your hand in. And, and not want to bring it to your mouth. <laughs> the, uh, the Amplified says it like this because this is what's in the original. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. Now, back then they didn't use a lot of utensils like we do, you know. Usually used your hands. And uh, so you reach and got you some food. But you know, you got to bring it all the way back to your mouth. (laughs) And you just don't know if you want it that bad. (laughs) I'd like to have it, but... I'm going to have to exert some strength to get get that up there. (laughs) This is a picture, isn't it, of idleness and slothfulness. It's progressive. The, the, The more you yield to this, the worse it gets. The less you do, the less you want to do. And all of us have got flesh. 
We all know what this is like. And you see people that just get where they won't take care of their homes anymore, won't take care of their houses anymore, they won't take care of their stuff anymore, they lose their job. It's like one coffee mug I saw one time. It said, I'm here eight hours a day. You don't expect me to work too, do you? <laughs> the, we, we got a whole generation that has been totally babied their whole life. And when they were 15, they were treated like they were five. And mama and daddy did everything for them and required nothing of them. And they think the whole world owes them something. And, and folks don't, they don't, a lot of folks don't know what work is. We're surprised sometimes when people, we're, they're doing things with us a little bit, and they go like, whoo, we're going to take a few days off now. We're like, this is a downtime. This is a slow time. What do you mean? <laughs> and you just realize where people's experience and standard is, they've never had to work. It's a new experience for them. I know you, I can see things changing from generations from my granddad to my dad to me to the next generation. Amen. My granddad and my dad, they, they both worked until they hurt themselves. Both of them broke down their health, doing multiple jobs and not getting rest and all this kind of thing. I know when my granddad, he was in his 60s, and I was... Uh, just a young boy. I guess he's 70s at the time. We went out to cut some wood. And man, he, he's going to run the saw, and he did. And he only knew one speed. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was only one speed. And I mean, the sawdust is flying. And I'm loading, and you know, uh, not much else going on today, you know. I'm walking over, getting a stick, and I'm going over, and I'm putting it in, and I, and I watched him cut a little bit. And I, finally, he set the saw down. He said, Buff, you're not going to work. Go to the house. <laughs> I got the trailer half loaded. We're not on the clock. But that's how he thought. And you can go too far that way. But we got a generation that's gone too far the other way. They don't know how to work. And we got some folks in word and faith circles that think they got scripture for not working. <laughs> they, they've quit their jobs. They gave away their businesses. They, they sold their stuff that God would have used as an instrument of increase. And just lay around and make confessions and, and really bother other people. Because they're not occupied. I'm actually quoting scripture. In the New Testament. Idleness is a problem. It was a problem back then. It's a problem now. He cautioned in the New Testament. About folks that were idle. And went from house to house. And gossiped. And busy bodies. And the, and the word means. Busy about everybody else's business. And not taking care of your own. We, we got a lot of that. And an indication of it is that the people that are idle and busybodies and gossipers, also their needs are not being met. And they're bumming and mooching off of other folks, including their family. And people are supporting these lazy lifestyles. And it's contrary to scriptures. And you're not helping folks either. Y'all with me or not, saints? Send more workers, he said. Pray that the Lord would send more workers. Everybody say workers. workers. Say it again, workers. 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 Well, don't, don't let it go till you can't even bring your hand back to your mouth. <laughs> How many think you ought to stop it and, and get things going in the other direction? Do you think so? Diligent. Roll out. Work. Everybody say work. 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 In John 5, why don't you turn over there, please? 
John 5. There are numerous scriptures along this, but I don't want to move too fast today. I'm purposely moving slow. You're not ready for B unless you've spent some time at A, right? John 5 and 17, Jesus said this. He said, My Father works hitherto, and I work. I work. Work. Uh, I was talking to a fellow one time about he was he was idle and he needed to do some things and actually had some opportunities to be employed in some things, but it wasn't big enough for him, wasn't enough money. And it's not all about the money. It's about doing what the word says and, and being busy and being occupied. And he said he looked at me, he said, Well you don't work. But he didn't know what the ministry is, and, and I suppose, you know, that there are folks that, that don't do anything that they should do uh, spiritual work-wise and just get some little something out of Reader's Digest 20 minutes before the service and get up and yeah. share a few little goofy things, and, and that's it. <laughs> but if you do it right, there's work involved. There's been, you know, like I said, I grew up around hard work. And I, I'm no stranger to what it is. Uh, after I was at home, I, I worked on the docks loading freight and hard physical work. And, and there's been many a time I'd look out the window in my office or praying and think, man, digging a ditch would be a lot easier than this. What do you mean? Spiritual work. Uh, looking for answers. Looking for the right thing. And staying after it until you find it. Come on, are you listening, friends? Uh, there's, uh, there's different kinds of work, but it's all work. And, you know, uh, even though I've spoken thousands of times, still when you get to the next place, uh, I don't have it until he gives it to me. And then so many times when he gives it to me, I realize that's something I don't know that much about and I need to get more. And so your hours in the word and your hours seeking for this. And, and, and it's great. I, I like it. It's my life. But I, I have to be honest. There are times, especially when you got a lot of stuff back to back to back, that you think, oh, boy, uh, here we go again. You know, I got, and, and, and you can't just slough through. You want to do it right. And people need answers. Right. And so there are times when, uh, yeah, there are times I, I've slept in late, but there's also times I'm up for daylight. And uh, there are times I'm just this past week, I was up for daylight out on the ramp pre fighting the plane to get somewhere before the sun came up. And that's what it took to, to get the job done. And I'm happy to do it. But some folks have the idea that, that preachers or, or spiritual people just lay around, goof off all the time, and, and don't do anything. Everybody is supposed to work. Now, whatever your work is, the work is different. Some's more natural, some's not. But all of it, you have to apply yourself. Be busy. Stay occupied. Busy doing what you're supposed to do. See, they uh, in Jesus' time, there were issues. You remember when he uh, um, multiplied the loaves and fishes? And fed the multitude. And then they started following him around. In mass. Read it in John. Uh, you know. Five, six and seven along through there. Uh, the Bible said they showed up behind him. Masses of them. Not, and he told them. He said you're not just here for the service. You're here because you got free food. <laughs> and if you read the scriptures. You can realize they think. Hey. We can just quit our jobs. And we can just follow, follow him around and eat for free from now on. No. And so many are trying to live off of spectacular provision continuously. And it's not the plan of God. We're going to be getting into this later on. Specific passages and, and words. But the Lord has ordained. Let me say it like this. God is pro-business. 
Do you know what I mean by that? Good business. He's pro-business. That you have a good work. That's providing a good service. That's making a good product. That's helping people. That's meeting a need. That's accomplishing something. He's in that. I said he's in that. He wants to bless that. Increase it. Multiply it. And while it's all going on, you're letting your light shine. Hmm? You're not just a plumber. You're a godly plumber. Huh? You don't cuss in their house and you don't spit on their stuff and you don't say off color remarks and hmm? And you don't make a mess everywhere? Hmm? You do good work for a good price. And you're a sower, you're a giver. Right? And in the light shines. And the light shines. And you'll have opportunities on the job where people come where they respect you. And they'll start asking you spiritual questions too. Right? But it was the respect for the natural that opened the door to the spiritual. He said, my father works hitherto and I work. On six days, God worked. And created the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day he did what? Rested from what? Put up there Genesis 2. 1. Genesis 2. The heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. What did it took to get that done? (laughs) Secondly. Second verse. On the seventh day God ended his work. Somebody say his work. We just got through reading. My father works. Jesus said. And I work. How about you? God works. Jesus works. And you? He rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Obviously there was an effort. It accomplished something. Right? We make effort. It accomplishes something. It's God's plan. And even though you've got to put your flesh under to get up and get going and to do it, yet when you get through, it's satisfying. Right? Satisfying. Go to 2 Thessalonians, please. Actually, 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to save that other one for another time. 1 Thessalonians and 4. Can you feel the excitement in the room? Yeah. Whoo. Uh, this is, is better than you may know. There, there have been some folks that have struggled and hurt. And there's reasons why. It's because you've thought wrong. And you've thought some things weren't spiritual that actually are. And sometimes people try to, in their mind, they've imagined a call and a ministry and a this and a that and tried to do it. And it just hadn't worked. There's been no provision and, and you hadn't been able to pay your bills and you're always pulling on somebody else to help you out. That's not right. If your ministry is not you don't have the, the, the support coming in, then you should be doing something else. Unless and until that's taken care of. Y'all with me, friends? Yes, Paul did it. He made tents. Didn't he? He made tents with his hands. And uh, nobody could say he, he didn't have a real call on his life. Huh? <laughs> but... Uh, it's been too convenient for folks to say, no, the Lord told me to quit my job. Well, if he did, and you're doing what he told you to do, your needs will be met. And if your needs are not met, God didn't miss it. Right? So be honest and admit 
that you missed it somewhere. When you're going month after month after month and provision is not there. And folks have had opportunity to work many times, but no, it wasn't a, a notable job. The pay wasn't at a certain level. That's not all there is to it. And just obey him. Uh, there, there have been times that people started off on the ground floor, but before it was over with, they managed the place. Right? Just, just follow him. Take a step at a time. And it's not just about the money. It's about being occupied. Instead of being idle. And, and if, if all you're doing is paying for your own lunch that day, well, at least nobody else is having to pay for it. Right? First Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11. This is New Testament, isn't it? He said, study to be quiet. Practice being quiet. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, help him out. Tell him, say, say practice, practice. being quiet. <laughs> Work on that. And what else? And to do your own. Now the emphasis here and later is on your own. Your own business. You got business? Need to take care of your business. (laughs) And to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Verse 12. Now let's back up to verse 11. Work with your own hands as what? We what? We what? Commanded you. He commanded them to work. Didn't he? 12. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Two big things he says going to happen when you do this. Listen to the, uh, the Living Bible. The Living Bible, verse 11. This should be your ambition to live a quiet life, minding your own business and doing your own work. Just as we told you before, as a result, people who are not Christians will trust and respect you. Because of what? See, non-believers do not respect folks that go around preaching and quoting scriptures all the time and then turn around and ask them for money. Did you hear me? And are idle all the time and, 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 you know, always mooching and bumming. They don't respect that. Why would they? But see, people think, well, I'll be spiritual first and that natural doesn't matter. No, it's the other way around. By, by seeing God in the natural, it opens the door for them to get more spiritual. Yes. They see you working in your natural work. They see the work you turn out. They see the way you do it and the attitude and the heart that you do it. They see how God blesses you in your job and in your work. They'll respect that. Yes. They'll trust that. And then secondly, you'll not need to depend on others for enough money to pay your bills. You, you'll have what you need. The Amplified says it like this, that you may bear yourself becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world. The world has been mocking uh, Christians and folks in word so-called churches and, and faith because there's, there's a, too many folks that are just making confessions, making confessions, and they don't produce anything. And then they're struggling and, and asking and needing and pulling on folks. The world does not respect that. But when you're out there where they are, And you're working like they are, but you're getting better results. (laughs) They respect that, right? And you're not mooching off anybody. You're not asking anybody for anything. In fact, you're giving. And they can see, man, you don't mind coming as early and staying as late, sweating as much as them. In fact, you'll go beyond. They respect that. And... You'll be dependent on nobody. 
Anybody like that? Depending on nobody. That's no small thing. I said that's no small thing. That nobody's having to take up your slack. That nobody's having to underwrite you. That's no small thing. Is it? People say, well, I, I've hit hard times. I, I, I know, maybe there's been some things, but don't live there. Don't stay there. Believe God to bring you out. Amen. Believe God. You heard that woman, you know, she obviously had struggled for those 18 years. Now she's out from under all that. Right? I don't care how long, I don't care how hard. If you'll trust God, you can come out. And you can get to the place where you're not riding anybody's coattail. You're not needing, you're not pulling. In fact, you got extra. Your stuff is done. Your stuff is paid for. And you have respect of non-believers. And all your needs are met. This is the will of God. This is the plan of God. It involves work. It involves physical labor. It involves commerce in the world. Business. Do you believe it, saints? These things are honorable. These things are important. So much rides on this happening. Let's not just come to church and pretend we're not part of the world. Huh? No, we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Can you say glory to God? Stand up, everybody. Thanks be to God. For the glorious privileges and opportunities. Close your eyes and let me lead you in a prayer. Sit out loud, Father God. Forgive me for being idle, not taking opportunities that you gave me to work by believing wrong or thinking wrong. In any of these areas. Forgive me. For ever looking down. Or being disrespectful. Concerning any kind of good labor. And any kind of good work. That is honorable. And good. In your eyes. And as you help me. I purpose. To be diligent. And to stay occupied and busy in that which my hand finds to do, that which you give me opportunity, nothing will be beneath me, nothing's too trivial. If it's important to you, it's important to me. I ask for your help, your grace, opportunities. Open doors to serve you better in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We need to, we need to pray for some jobs right now. Thank you, Lord. Uh, just keep your eyes closed. Yeah, you too, you need to ask for a job. Be willing to to receive it and do it. Everybody said out loud. We ask for good jobs. For the right jobs. For us all. And by your grace, we're willing to work. To put our flesh under. Make the effort and do what it takes. And so we ask for it. Cause it to come about. Cause it to come to us. Show us where to find it. Match us with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Ministering spirits go before us and prepare the people and the way before us in the situations when people meet and cause them to know it and us to come out 
of idleness and into greater fruitfulness. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord.